Hi, everybody. This is Ruta Lee, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that for however long this particular segment will last will become a radio talk show about Bob Crane. Bob Crane, the beloved star of Hogan's Heroes, who was also one of the biggest stars in radio throughout the late 1950s and up until the time he began production of Hogan's Heroes in 1965. Hogan's Heroes aside, it is nigh impossible to talk about Bob Crane without either bringing up or at least thinking about the brutal nature of his murder on June 29, 1978, a case that remains unsolved to this day, not to mention his addiction to sex and pornography and the tabloid-like coverage of those two stories that has overshadowed the rest of Bob Crane's life and all that he accomplished. That, in a nutshell was the driving force behind Bob Crane, the definitive biography, a comprehensive cradle-to-grave exploration of Bob Crane's life that includes first-hand insight from more than 200 people who knew Bob Crane personally and better than most. Family members, his friends from Connecticut, including many of the people who knew Bob Crane as far back as grade school, as well as Bob Crane's colleagues from television, the theater, movies, and above all, radio, and the addiction counselor who Bob Crane sought out and who Bob Crane began to work with in an effort to overcome his addiction in the weeks and months before he was killed in June 1978. Joining us now via Skype are two of the authors of Bob Crane, the definitive biography, Carol Ford and Linda Groundwater. Carol has more than 25 years' experience in the publishing field. In addition to her work on Bob Crane, the definitive biography, Carol has spearheaded the effort to get Bob Crane inducted in both the National Radio Hall of Fame and the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Carol Ford, Welcome to TV Confidential. Thank you so much for having me. Also joining us is Linda Groundwater. Linda is a former radio journalist who worked for several radio stations in the New England market before relocating to Australia, where she is talking to us today via Skype. Linda, good day. Good day. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Welcome to TV Confidential. <laughs> Thank you for having us. This is a massive project, and we'll we'll get into how long it took you and your colleague, Dee Young, to complete this project in just a second. But first, Carol, I understand that in a lot of ways, your desire to write this book first started when you were 14 years old. Yes. Um, I didn't know that I was going to write a book at that time. I <laughs> That was something that I would never have thought of back when I was 14. I just liked the show. I was intrigued by the characters. This goes back to the mid-1980s. Uh, when I was you know, just a kid watching uh, Hogan's Heroes in reruns and just wanting to learn who these people were that played these characters. And when I learned that Bob Crane had been murdered, it just really upset me. Fast forward to 2005, I connected up with Linda Groundwater and she had uh, said that she had been starting to research for a serious biography about Bob. And I was very, very much supportive of that, and I gave her a lot of credit because at that point, um, you know, really all that had been out in the 
the press and, and anywhere was you had you had the movie autofocus and you had the tabloid press, but you didn't really know who Bob Crane was as a person. And I remember thinking to myself, now this is really a good thing for somebody to be doing. Linda and I uh, then became uh, partners and colleagues on the project along with Dee Young, who uh, is in radio or was in radio for over 40 years up in Connecticut at the same station, WICC, where Bob Crane had worked. And so the three of us joined forces and with our collective talents and skills and ability to uh, really cover some ground that had never been covered before, we put our, our heads together. We came up with this book that I really think uh, if it hadn't been for all three of us working on it together in the way that we did, never would have uh, come to fruition. That book being Bob Crane, the definitive biography, which is available in hardcover paperback and as an ebook through AM Inc publishing a-m-i-n-k publishing.com as well as amazon.com wherever books are sold online bob crane the definitive biography is also available as an audiobook through audible linda what first triggered your interest in bob crane oh gosh well i mean i've been watching hogan's heroes since i was a child but i got reintroduced to it at some point in about 2002 and 2003 and i remembered that when i was a child that bob had been killed but i remembered not being allowed to read the newspapers or understand what had happened at the time and so now that i was a full adult i just went and looked it up on the net and i found all these horrible things that you hear about when someone dies in quite a spectacular way uh, but buried in all of that were the other things uh, and the good things and the other bits of Bob that people swept under the rug simply because he had been murdered. And I, at that very moment, just felt, that's not fair. Why doesn't anybody know that? And if I don't know that and I'd like to know more, how much better would it be if other people could know more as well? There's always more than one side to a person and i just thought it immensely unjust that any good he ever did in his life was being overshadowed by what someone else did to him and lest we forget the murder took place june 78 the coverage started june 78 this is pre-internet and the internet is both good and bad in many ways but because this is a three-network universe. You didn't have the other outlets for information and exploration that we have today. That sort of limited the way the story was covered. And in that way, that sort of defined who Bob Crane was or became, unfairly or not. That's right. Yeah. And it's also, as you said, it was pre-internet. And in those days, celebrities still could have a bit of mystery about them. Unlike today, where the minute someone walks out a door or into a 7-Eleven, everybody knows about it. They know where they are. They know what they eat. They know where they go. They know what they do. In those days, that wasn't the case. So when Bob died, and a lot of the things that he didn't want people to know about him because he was trying so hard to deal with them on his own, fell out into the public view. It made it so much of a sensation that 
had he not been killed, it might have been more of a footnote, whereas now it became the main piece. That's absolutely correct, Linda. And also, you have to look at his character on Hogan's Heroes as well. You have a character, Colonel Hogan, who is completely, most of the time, I'd say like 98% of the time, 99% of the time, that character is flawless. And he's this hero and he's this icon. And then you go and you you take Bob Crane as the actor who is now pretty much literally caught dead with his pants down. And you take the, the complete opposite of what people have come to see on the screen. And so it just becomes this shatter of an allusion to what people thought they saw on the screen, which was a character. Now, that doesn't mean that Bob Crane was this awful, terrible person. It just means that in that snapshot of his crime scene and of the scandal, that becomes so emblazed in people's brains that that becomes what he becomes known for. So you have Hogan, you have murder, and you have sex scandal, and then everything else kind of falls away. Joining us now via Skype are Carol Ford and Linda Groundwater. Carol and Linda are two of the co-authors, along with Dee Young, of Bob Crane, The Definitive Biography, a comprehensive examination of the life and career of Bob Crane that provides a full and complete history of who Bob Crane was and, just as important, who he wasn't. Carol Linda and Dee interviewed more than 200 people who knew Bob Crane personally and better than most, including family members, his friends and colleagues and schoolmates from Connecticut, his colleagues from television, the theater and radio, and the addiction counselor that Bob Crane worked with in an effort to overcome his addiction in the weeks and months before he was killed. Bob Crane, The Definitive Biography is available in hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through AMINK Publishing, AM Inc. Publishing, as well as Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Uh, we mentioned in our open uh, the effort to get Bob Crane inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame. To learn more about that, go to voteforbobcrane.org, and that's vote numeral four. BobCrane.org, uh, as well as the face, there are two Facebook pages, Bob Crane Life and Legacy, and Bob Crane the Definitive Biography. One of the other remarkable takeaways I got from this book, uh, Carol and Linda, is not only did you talk to more than 200 people, but you got access to a treasure trove of writings of journals and audio letters uh, that Bob made and sent to family members and friends, and you, and, and you had access to those recordings, which meant that you got to hear Bob in his own words. Yes, that's right. And, and that was a period of over, oof, boy, it was more than 12 years. Years. Yeah, I mean, more than a decade for sure, and, and probably when all said and done, we're, we're looking at probably a grand total of 15 consecutive years, because taking into account that while the book was being written, research was still coming in, so it wasn't like the research phase ended, and then we just, you know, I picked up a you know laptop and just started plunking away. It was, it was like a continuous thing. We got access to that through Bob's cousin, Jim Senich. We got access to those through his best friend from high school, Charlie Zito. We had access to uh, things from Bob's own personal 
belongings that Scott Crane had allowed us to have and to hold and to go through, just sitting in, in all of that and going through Bob's very personal belongings was overwhelming and uh, very humbling. Um, and it's, it you know, when you are working on something like this, you want to make sure that you're taking great care to do it right and to honor that person, no matter who that person is, you want to honor the truth. And sitting there surrounded by all of these audio tapes, documents, journals, photographs, these were all things that, that were Bob's, that he had had, that he had held, that he had written. And, you know, you really get a sense then of who he was. Uh, so, yes, those things do come forward in the telling of his story because we wanted Bob's words. We wanted Bob to tell the story as much as we could. He's not here to tell it himself. So we took that very seriously. And so we very humbly told it for him through the people who knew him, through the people who loved him, and through his own writings and audio recordings. It's the next best thing to knowing him. To, to hear his voice and that gives you a, that, that gives you a sense of who he was and the combination of that and the firsthand stories and remembrances from his cousins, his, his family members, his colleagues. I mean, that kind of is as close to bringing him back to life, you know, in the course of writing this, I would imagine. As, as possible. Yes. We, well, the, the, yes, absolutely. And the, the people who knew Bob, the people who loved Bob, were so generous mm-hmm. to us. And mm-hmm. in some cases, it took them quite a while to yes. get to the point of giving us things. It took us years, for instance, to get a two-page letter out of Robert Clary, who played LeBeau in Hogan's Heroes. He trusted no one Mm -hmm. because they had all been burned in the wake of Bob's death. And the people who cared about him, once they learned that it was okay to trust us, that we were going to honor his legacy of him as a person, that we would not focus solely on how he died. They became quite open with us and very uh, inclusive of us. There were people who said to us as we began these interviews, because we would record interviews. Well, for me, it was the middle of the night, but we would, we would record interviews. Um, you know, one thirty in the morning, I'd wake up to speak to Gary Owen or Paul Peterson, and then I'd go back to sleep and get up in the morning and go to work. Yeah. You know, but um, it, it was a, it was a great experience, though. The whole thing was terrific. But we would begin these interviews, and some people would begin this interview by saying, "I'm not going to talk about that." Mm-hmm. Those were the exact words that they used. I'm not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And we said, that's okay. We don't want to talk about that. I want to know the person that you knew. I want to know the person that you spent time with, the boy you grew up with at school, the person that you were in band with, the person that you were on set with. You tell me your experience of Bob Crane. And through those people, we got that sense of who he was to the broader world and to those who were very close to him. And at the end of the 30 or 40 minutes of discussion, some of them would start to delve into what they called that. Yes. Um, and some of them would say, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. yeah. And we said, 
that's fine. And we would just say, that's fine, and we'd keep going. And they were so grateful that somebody, in this case, me and Carol and Dee, wanted to hear something other than that, because their experience with Bob was not that. Their experience with Bob was the boy who liked playing drums, the boy who wouldn't stop playing the radio, the boy, you know, the boy who went to train to the uh, into New York to be able to to catch up with some big band people, the fellow who went to charity events for nothing. That was the Bob they knew, and so they were very, very generous with us. It was a very humbling experience. Yes. We felt very privileged, very, very privileged that for them to trust us enough to share that part of them. And to follow that up, most of the time, I would say close to 75% after we were done with the interview, we would get to talking then just casual conversations. Our, our interviews would last, but then we would just be on the call for like another hour. But well, a lot of them would say to us, thank you for doing this. We're in this with you now. Keep us posted. What can I do to help you? I mean, and we're talking about from all the way back to Connecticut to all the way to uh, Hollywood and, you know, some of some of the people that uh, Bob worked with in the industry in television and and they they wouldn't have trusted just anybody but by the time we finished our interviews with them they realized what our goal was and they would say to us thank you we're in this with you tell me what I can do to help you and that was completely humbling to have them not only come over and trust us and, and agree to the interview but then to be a part of the process as well and want to be in involved in some way to help this come come about. Carol Ford and Linda Groundwater are two of the co-authors of Bob Crane, The Definitive Biography. We'll take a quick time out and we'll talk some more with our guests here on TV Confidential. Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093-800-715-6093-800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. If you are just waking up and you suddenly find yourself coming down with a headache, nine out of ten doctors themselves have found that there is nothing like aspirin to get rid of the pain. That's a pretty sweeping statement to make, but we can make it because it's our show and there ain't nobody going to tell us what we can say. Now, the bakers of Bayer Aspirin do make a, um, I was going to say a delicious aspirin. There's no such thing as a delicious aspirin. (laughs) I'm so used to saying everything's delicious, you know. (laughs) You fall into these things. The makers of Bayer Aspirin do make a good aspirin. Over 4,000 doctors were asked if they themselves took aspirin, and 90% of these doctors said yes, and that's not surprising. After all, doctors have recommended aspirin for years. In newspapers, magazines, personal consultation, aspirin is the one thing doctors consistently 
highly recommend. Of course, in the newspaper ads, it's usually an actor that's doing the recommending, but what do you know? This consistent recommend... <laughs> that's not a very nice thing to say to a listener, is it? No, what do I you know? know. I, know I, would. I could tell you what the secret ingredients are in these. No, don't. No, I don't want to know. You don't want to know. No. You want to be just a... I just, I just want to go on using it. Hi, this is Rhonda Shear, and you're staying up all night or day with TV Confidential. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. Uber is the mobile app that connects you with a driver for immediate transportation. Request a ride at the tap of a button and you have a driver curbside in minutes. You can choose to be driven in a black car, SUV, or you can choose UberX, the low-cost Uber for a ride in a hybrid or mid-range car. Payment is seamless and cashless. Build to your card on file with no need to tip. Enter the promo code TVCONFIDENTIAL after you download the app to receive a free first ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential. Hi, this is Linda Day George, and you're listening to TV Confidential. After that opening, I'm not sure I should tell you, this is Bob Crane again. Oh, hello there. Hello there, Charlie. Ed Roberts with a reminder that Ed Asner will join us at the top of the hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, our guests this hour via Skype are Carol Ford and Linda Groundwater. Carol and Linda are the co-authors, along with Dee Young, of Bob Crane, The Definitive Biography, a comprehensive examination of the life and career of Bob Crane that provides a full and complete history of who Bob Crane was and, just as important, who he was not. Carol, Linda, and Dee interviewed more than 200 people who knew Bob Crane personally and better than most, including family members, his friends, his colleagues and schoolmates from Connecticut, his colleagues from television, his colleagues from the theater and radio, and the addiction counselor that Bob Crane worked with in an effort to overcome his addiction to sex in the weeks and months before he was killed. And Linda, before we went to break, Carol was talking about the lengths that you and Dee and her went to to earn the trust of the more than 200 people that you interviewed for Bob Crane, the definitive biography, and how in many cases at the end of your initial interview, they made it clear that they were with you and that they wanted to be part of the team. The very sad part that we occasionally heard, and I remember distinctly hearing it from two or three specific people, you know, nobody's ever wanted to hear this stuff before. Mm -hmm. nobody's ever asked 
Yes. Nobody's ever wanted to know. And Larry Hovis, who played Carter on Hogan's Heroes, his brother spoke with us. He told us quite distinctly that Larry had said all the big stations when Bob passed away wanted to speak with the cast of Hogan's Heroes. And they said, that's great. We'll come. We'll talk about him. But you have to let us talk about who Bob was and the good person that Bob was. We don't want to talk about the scandal. And not a single station wanted to hear anything other than what is this other side of his life. And they just walked away. And that issue lasted for decades. And that's one of the reasons it was so hard to get this project off the ground, because they were so terrified, because no one, they thought no one cared. That project being Bob Crane, the definitive biography available Amazon.com for more information on the effort to get Bob Crane inducted in the National Radio Hall of Fame. Vote for BobCrane.org. Vote numeral for BobCrane.org. Carol, I said this to you off mic. I'll say this to you on the air. This is a, a comprehensive book. It is uh, more than 500 pages. Now, for the average person, that's an intimidating length. But having read the book, I can tell you, folks, it reads very quickly. I almost want to say the word breezy, even though there are subjects, uh, particularly the chapter on addiction. It's not exactly a breezy topic, but it reads very quickly. It's You cover a lot of information. You get a lot of voices in the book. And yet you wrote the book, you put the book together with a reader in mind. And so it reads very quickly. And I would like to think if Bob saw the book himself, he would be very happy that you made it reader friendly and breezy as much as you could. Thank you so much, Ed. That, that's that, that's you. very uh, thank you. It means a lot. When people come up to us and say they or, or get in touch on social media or whatnot and say, I learned something about Bob that I didn't know, mm-hmm. or I have a much bigger respect for him now than I did before, that to us ticks all the boxes. It's exactly what we wanted, just for people to understand. And yeah, it was a long, long haul, but we were afraid, you know, we couldn't really make it any shorter without leaving out anything that we thought People really needed to know. You know, you'll notice the section on his actual death is an addiction is very short mm-hmm. by comparison to the rest of the book. And that's because that's what it was by comparison to the rest of his life. And so it was just so important that we put in, you know, we speak to as many people as we could, even at the last editing moments. I remember sitting on my bed at one point editing a chapter carol you might remember this and you and i all of a sudden got contact from someone who had a piece of information and all of a sudden we just had to re-edit and shift and change and everything needed to be correct as much as we could make it so that people could understand who bob really was he wasn't a saint by any stretch of the imagination but he wasn't the devil that he was portrayed to be after he died when i go to uh, different conferences. I, I go to the Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention each year. I, I've given presentations there. I've given presentations at the Liberty Aviation Museum, which is the official home of the Hogan's Heroes props and uniform display. 
when I have given presentations and talked about what is in the book, and I've gone, I've taken Bob from from birth to death in in the presentation, which is a lot to do in, in 45 minutes mm-hmm. or an hour. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, the very first time I gave a presentation was when the book first was released uh, back in 2015, and I was at the Mid Atlantic Nostalgia Convention, and this lady uh, who was a, an attendee of the convention came up to my table, and and you know it was it, people were coming up, and they were they I, I have a lot of Hogan's Heroes stuff there, and, and she kept circling back around, and she said, "Oh, you know, I used to like that show, uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't watch it anymore after hearing about how awful and terrible, uh, you know, Bob Crane was, and I couldn't ever watch it again." And I said, "Well, come to my presentation," and and so throughout the course of the convention. She, I was the last presentation. She kept circling back around to the table, and she would kind of hem and haw about maybe she would come, maybe she wouldn't. And then my presentation came, and I didn't know if she was going to come or not. But afterwards, I saw her after the presentation, and she came up, and she was crying. And I have to tell you, this is one of my most profound memories of after the book was published, when I was promoting the book initially, and she's crying, and I said, "Oh no! I said, are you? Are, you know, are, was I that bad? You know, and, <laughs> and you know, are you okay?" And and she said to me, and I will never forget it: "You have changed my negative perception of Bob Crane and given me my show back." Hogan's Heroes means a lot to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and after Bob died, a lot of people, and then that the scandal came out, and oh, you know, ew, and. People felt that they couldn't watch it anymore, and and some people can make the separation and say, oh, I can watch it, but as long as I don't think about that other stuff, or that, uh, but she couldn't, so she couldn't watch it at all. But afterwards, after I had gone through this presentation and, and showed, I had a slideshow and I showed her pictures or you know, showed the audience pictures of Bob as a little boy, just as you would see in the book, the pictures that are in the book, she was completely won over and she was moved to tears. I have brought a lot of people to tears when I talk. I, I, I hope it's because I, I speak well and not that I'm terrible when I present, uh, but I do think it's because they are so moved at learning who Bob Crane really was as a person and not just being defined as a character on television, a murder, an unsolved murder, or a tabloid headline. And when they get to know who he is or who he was, that means a lot to a lot of people. And that it just reiterates to me and then also to Linda and to Dee why we started in the first place, why we did it, and why we continue to do it. This wasn't just a one-off that, okay, we did that, now we're going to go do something else. We we are very, very ingrained in this. And I think part of that, and I know part of that, is because we got to know people on a very personal level who were very, very, very dear to Bob and who Bob was very, very dear to them. And we became a part of it as well. And so we take a responsibility to make sure that we continue this and that it's not just going to be a book that that just gets dusty on a bookshelf. We keep going and we keep going because it's important. And when you devote 12 years of your life, both of you, all three of you, to preserving the life of a person in in many respects, maybe not creating the life, but reminding the general public. There was so much more to this man than the two things that 
for which he has been defined. It gets into your bones and you live it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We remind people that, or we hope that we've reminded people that he was human. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a fictional TV character. He wasn't just a celebrity who had this spectacularly horrible death. He was a human being. He made some fantastic choices and he made some horrendous choices. And we didn't try to cover any of them up. Any of the good ones, great. Here's the wonderful things that he did and what he chose and how we did it in radio. He's a legend in radio and he did marvelous things in television. And then at the same time, he made some horrible choices with his career to the point where I sat and edited a chapter and had to stop editing because it upset me enough that I was crying seeing what he was doing to his own life. But I'm not going to hide that. We're not going to hide that from the people who are reading the book. They need to know that he was just like they were. And given any other situation, this is anyone that he might have seen on the street. You don't know what anybody's fighting in the background. And he was just like anyone else in that regard. How he dealt with what he was given in life or what he was handed in life were different choices than some of us might have made. But there were times where I know Carol has said, and I have said, I can't watch Hogan's Heroes right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. I know mm-hmm. I watch it now. It's still on the air here in Australia every day. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's been off the air since I got here. I don't think it's ever uh, been off the air. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, it's he was just a person with wonderful things happening around him and to him and by him and some terrible things that happened to him and by him choices that were made that were not good mm-hmm. the very bad choices that he wanted to change those things were all you know it changed us as much as it changed you know that woman's life who spoke to to Carol mm-hmm. it changes a person to learn so very much about someone else, especially when they're not there to defend themselves for the bad things. That's right. Bob Crane, The Definitive Biography, is a deep dive into the life and career of Bob Crane. Carol Ford and Linda Groundwater are two of the co-authors of Bob Crane, The Definitive Biography. Carol and Linda will be back with us in a few weeks for part two of our conversation. Among other things, we will explore Bob's career in radio, how he became a star in Connecticut, how that led him to KNX in Los Angeles, and the many ways in which he changed radio at the time and influenced radio personalities of today, such as Howard Stern. That is coming up in a few weeks on TV Confidential. In the meantime, Bob Crane, The Definitive Biography, available hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through aminkpublishing.com. You can also find it amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. We'll take a quick timeout, then Ed Asner will join us when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Michelle Nichols. Adrienne Barbeau. Leonard Malton. Joyce Bulletin. Peter Onorati. Judy Norton. Robert Wagner. Robert Hooks. Lee Purcell. Julie Bass. Rhonda Shear. Michelle Lee. Jacqueline Smith. Bill Antonio. Shirley Jones. And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content.
To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Enter the coupon code CONFIDENTIAL when you sign up, and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential Podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.